You're listening to Mind Your OT Business, a podcast to empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, the ever honest, always 100% real, Laura Park Figueroa. I'm the founder and owner of Outdoor Kids OT, a leader in the nature-based therapy movement, as well as a business coach for therapist entrepreneurs exclusively in my Business Better Ops group coaching program. I hope that what you hear on this podcast will empower you to take action, even when you feel a little bit afraid. So are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Welcome, everyone. We are doing the Peacemaker today. This is our last Enneagram series episode, although I still have a few more to record at time of this recording, I must confess, but the nine we will be publishing last. So at this point, you've had nine other episodes because I'm doing an intro and then we've done one through eight. And you are going to hear today from a peacemaker, which is one of my favorite Enneagram types because I want to learn so much from them. And Liz Downing is here today. She's an OT. She runs Limitless Kids OT in Wilmington, Delaware, and her business provides nature-based social skill groups for children. And when I saw that, I kind of wanted to do a whole podcast episode about that, but we are going to maintain focus and stay on the Enneagram today. Welcome, Liz. Thank you for making time to be here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I love talking Enneagram. So I'm happy to be here. Yes. Okay. So the way we've been starting is reading the description from the Enneagram Institute website. If people have been listening, they are very very familiar with this format by now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read it and then we'll see, we'll we'll have you respond, okay? okay, to how you resonate with it. So the nine is the peacemaker, the easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Nines are accepting, trusting, and stable, creative, optimistic, supportive, but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent, simplifying problems and minimizing anything upsetting. They typically have problems with inertia and stubbornness. At their best, oh, this is a great word, indomitable and all-embracing, they are able to bring people together and heal conflicts. So the basic fear of a nine is loss and separation. The basic desire is to have inner stability or peace of mind. And then the wings of the nine. So some people are a number, but they lean a little bit to another number next to them. So the Enneagram nine with an eight wing is the referee, which is kind of what I wish I was. We can talk more about that because <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an eight with a seven wing. The Enneagram nine with a one wing is the dreamer. So, okay. So tell me, tell me, do you, well, first of all, do you know if you, do you lean towards one of the wings or do you really identify mostly with the nine? I'm a pretty strong nine, but I do mm -hmm. think I lean more towards the dreamer. I often actually describe myself as a dream, uh -huh. yeah. dreamy. So I think I do lean towards the one wing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then what, how does that, how does that description resonate with you? Like it's, it's so on point. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's part of why, part of what I like so much about the Enneagram is when I learned about it and I read at first, I thought I was a two, which is a really common oh, yeah. type. Like I thought I was a helper, but then the more you read about it, I was like, that ah, that's just not totally resonating. And then when I read the peacemaker, like everything that you just said, basically 
I was like, yeah, well that describes me almost to a T. So like, it's funny because the peacemakers, we avoid conflict Mm -hmm. at all costs, but at the same time, if you're in the right place, like it said, you can be a really, a nine can be a really good person to have for conflicts because we are good at seeing all sides. It's yes. easy for us to empathize with all sides of a conflict, even though the, even the idea of the conflict, you know, even like a simple one, like sending something back at a restaurant, it's like, oh, just fine. I, I like this anyway. It's like, yeah, I just rather not deal with that conflict. I'll just deal with the Starbucks that is the wrong order or whatever. Like, right. So, and the inertia thing, like I identify with, like I can get stuff done, but it takes me a lot of energy to like Mm. get moving. And like, so that's been work for me, like using my time wisely and, you know, but then once I get going, I can can go, you know, I can get stuff done, but it's not like, Oh, I have 15 minutes. I'm just going to get like these eight things done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, and I think like empathy and all of that stuff and like the calming presence that all that I resonate really Mm -hmm. a lot with all of that. So I think it's, it was equally like validating to discover it like, Oh, and it kind of gave language to things that I didn't even understand or realize about myself. And then also exposing, right. Cause each Enneagram number has like Mm -hmm. gifts and then also areas of growth and work and, you know, so then it's like, Oh, well, I definitely do that. Like kind of being, being lazy on yourself is, is something Mm -hmm. that they talk about with nines often sloth, they call it. And, you know, you can be like, it's hard to speak up for what you actually need. It's hard to, and through become well through parenting, you know, I've had to learn, like I might sleep to my own needs more, but I I'm not going to sleep to my kids needs. So I've had to learn through that too, to speak up. And that's been big work for me. So finding my voice, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said each, each Enneagram type has areas of strength and then areas of growth. Like that's a good way to say it rather than weakness. Cause it's, yeah. it is something, I mean, it's a growth mindset kind of way to frame it to say totally. the Enneagram is not meant to like stick you in this box and like, that's who you are forever. And that's always yeah. going to be your foible, you know, <laughs> right. but really to say it's, it, it's a tool for self-awareness that helps you grow in the, in the areas where you tend to have blind spots really in your life because it's just your way of thinking about the world. So I love that terminology. I was like, remember this, remember this, like really, really great. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about how you feel like your Enneagram type has influenced your, your business. Like what are your, what are your biggest strengths in your business? And also tell me how you feel like it's influenced you starting and and running your business. Yeah. Okay. So it's funny because, all right, so we'll do strengths first. So I've always been in, I've always been in peds mm-hmm. and stuff. And I should say like, I'm starting the business with, I have a partner, a business partner who I've okay. known for many years and <laughs> her wanting, you know, I kind of, we discussed it together and she says, you know, I would love to do something like that with you. And I was like, really? And having a partner, this is very peacemaker of me, but having yeah. a partner makes it like, she's much more business like she's just more action oriented and I'm more dreamy. And so that made it yeah. feel more doable for me, like less scary. And also I like working with people. So anyway, she's been amazing. Her name's Teresa. So anyway, I feel like my strengths for the business is just like, I'm calm generally yeah. the, the whole empathy thing. Like in just, I mean, in just in working with kids, 
you know, when stuff's difficult or they're having behaviors, like I, I very much probably to a fault, like too much will be like, well, think about how this experience is for them. Think about like how mm. hard this is for them. And like, I remember reading a while ago, like I'm not having a hard time or wait, I'm, what is it? I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Yes. Yeah. And I think about that all the time. Cause I'm like, okay, what needs are not being met that this child is having yeah. such a hard time. So in my work, that has been super helpful to me. Yeah. You're um, like Zen when they're kind of like spiraling, you can just yeah. be very, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah I can I, like tantrums and stuff. That stuff does not, I'm like, you are in lizard brain mode right now. And there's no teaching happening right now. We should right. get through it and all that right. stuff. And so that is very like a strength of mine, I would say. Yeah. And also in, I, I love working with parents and I've always loved working with parents. I used to work in a pediatric hospital Okay. and and I loved the work because I was really involved with the parents. And so I'm excited that like with this nature-based practice and the groups will be just the kids, but there's a lot of education going on with families mm-hmm. and just bringing them back to nature and, and that type of thing. So I, I like to teach and engage in that way. So I think that's part of what's been good for me. I'd say from a business standpoint, like my challenges are avoiding conflict. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I like everybody to be happy. Like they say that nines are like consensus leaders. Like you want a consensus. You want to know what everybody thinks before yeah. you make a decision. And and that's fine and good. But sometimes you can get I can get too caught up in making sure yeah. everything is perfect and good before yeah. going. So that's I've- hard. I think that's, let let me, let me interrupt you really quick. I told you I wouldn't interrupt, but I'm like, this is something I want, I want to ask you about the leading by consensus, which I think Mm -hmm. is a really great thing, Mm -hmm. but I just read traction by Gino Wickman, which I wouldn't recommend for like early, early business owners. But if you're, Uh if you're to a point in your business where you have a few maybe before you have employees, but when you're growing your business, you know, not right at the beginning, the book's too overwhelming for that. Yeah. But when you get to a point in your business where you're growing and scaling and you have a lot of things going on and you need really good systems in place and really good goals and strategic planning and all of that, organizational charts, all of that stuff, that book is an excellent read. And I remember one of the things he says in that book is that as the CEO of the business, he gives like a structure for running effective meetings with people that actually get stuff done and that people know what they need to do going forward. And And one of the things he said is that during the time in the meeting, when you're working on issues in the business, he teaches this framework to like identify what issues you're going to work on, discuss the issue and then resolve the issue. It's basically like very simple. Yeah. But one thing he said was that as the CEO of your business, you may at times have to make decisions that are not consensus decisions, but as long as everyone has been heard, you know, and they realize that like a decision had to be made. Mm -hmm they they feel more comfortable being heard that at least their opinion was heard and so as i i think it just reminded me when you said that that like as ceos there are going to be hard decisions we have to make like i recently had to tell my employees i couldn't give them as much of a raise as they wanted and i showed them all the numbers as to why you know but right. but they felt heard and the 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 morale and the teamwork the feel is very different in my business just from having had that conversation in a good way because everybody got heard. We had the conversation, you know? So yeah, it just made me think of that. I mean, I don't know if you have anything to add, but I think, I think you sound like peacemakers could be really good at making sure everyone's opinion is heard 
Yeah. And then yeah. digging down deep to have that resolve as a peacemaker to make the decision, even though, you know, you're disappointing a couple employees or whatever. So, well, right. Yeah. And I, I think too. And I think that's another big thing too, is like learning to acknowledge, right? Like acknowledge mm. everybody allowing people to be heard. And yes, like we are early in our business and, and probably in the future we'll have employees. And I'm like, that feels like a whole, I'm just like mm-hmm. just do one thing. Right. But like, I definitely feel like just acknowledging somebody's perspective and yeah. And like you said, you show them or, or whatever, then it's like, I can't make both decisions. Eventually we're going to have to, but right. I feel like <laughs> that will be challenging for me. But like, that's also what I appreciate about the Enneagram too, in that way is like, okay, I'm recognizing where this is feeling hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Another thing, what did I just, what did I just think? The, you were going to, you were going to say the last challenge I think that you had maybe. Well, and boundaries. Boundaries oh, okay. are really okay. hard for a nine. Well, okay. I mean, for, and that's been my experience anyway, like, because even with my kids or whatever, like setting a boundary, you know, you get pushback, especially from kids. Yeah, you know? and, absolutely. And, and I know, and it's been, I know that like, it's okay for them to be upset and that's not on me. Like they right. can be upset. You can't have the cookie before dinner. It's <laughs> not happening. Like, but when it becomes not so clear cut, you know, then that can be really hard. But I think something that I've learned, I read a while ago is the differentiation between being willing to do something and being able to do something. Cause I feel like before I really thought about that, it was like, well, somebody asked me something, well, I can do that. So that means I probably should like our people, yeah. it, you know, yeah. like, I should do that. Like I should do because they asked me to. And, but then when you add like the, when you think about it and like, am I willing to do this? You know, am I, am I willing, does this work for me? Just that differentiation, even in kids, like with kids, like, sure. I could let you climb all over me right now. Am right. I willing to let you climb all over me? No, I'm not willing to do that. So I feel like just having that language has helped me, but it's still hard. It takes a lot. Yeah. I say, like it burns more calories for me to like address a conflict or, you know, set a boundary. It, it burns more calories. Yeah. 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 It takes more energy for you than it might totally. for someone else. Yeah. You like an eight maybe. But, yeah. Like an eight. Oh, we talked about that. How I, I was saying that I was saying at the beginning, how I want to be like more peacemaker ish. Like, yeah. I feel like I need more peacemaker friends because I want to be more like them, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) to let them make the decision about where we're going to like go hiking or go out to dinner or whatever, because I feel like I've known peacemakers and like, Oh, I don't care. And I'm like, no, I know you care. Tell us, tell us what you, (laughs) where you want to go. Because it's like the big joke about the peacemaker and and about like, you know, you're asking me where to go to dinner. Like, stop yelling at me. Like, don't yeah. yell at me. Don't make me a, make me have a decision or whatever. And that's so I, funny. I was, saying, I was saying earlier. Actually, I'm married to an eight, and he is not a fan of the enneagram. And he's just oh, stop talking about that thing. But he is such an eight that like just knowing that about him has mm-hmm. helped me like just understand he moves through the world differently. Like he is not worried about like you know, the consensus or he's such a strong presence and stuff Mm -hmm. that I, I definitely lean on him. We lean on each other for like those energies that we're Mm -hmm. like basically opposite in many of them, but yeah, I love the eights in my life. And so it's, I feel like, like you said, you want to be more like a peacemaker. I sometimes want to be more like a, an eight, like a challenger because just you're able to like 
do what needs to be done and let's just address it like right yeah. away where I would like pr- procrastination is another one for nines or for me anyway like I'll, I'll ruminate on this conversation that has hmm. to be had for like three weeks before having it he'll go in the next day and address it you know because it needs to be addressed yeah 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 it's it's good you just said that in such a great way I like how you're I like how you're phrasing a lot of these things the the things you're talking about mm-hmm. and it made it made me think about how in some way talking about the Enneagram, it makes you kind of like, oh, I wish I was this way, or I wish I was that way. But I think that's healthy in some ways. That means that we're aware of, of ourselves and how we can better connect with other humans, you know? So I think it's really, it's really okay to, to know these things about ourselves and to kind of quote unquote, wish we were like a nine or whatever, because it means that we know we have areas of personal growth to do. So Okay. Let's, let's do your last one because I really want to hear this. And I also want to say really quick, I think it's so interesting that your business is a partnership and that you like that because I am like, no way. And would I ever do a partnership with someone? Because, you know, I've, I've co-taught courses at the, in the OTD program back in California, when we lived there with, with other professors and it was great. I mean, I love collaboration. It's not that I'm a mean person and I don't like working with people, but, but the, I think for me as an eight, it was the lack of control and needing yeah. to check in with someone all the time. And also the inefficiency of it all. I just wanted to get stuff done, mm-hmm. but before I could give any answer to any student, I'd have to check with the other professor, you know, it was mm-hmm. just like, ah. so yeah, it's interesting. Cause, cause in business, I think sometimes having to double check every decision, I guess, true kind of more as you grow too, things get more yeah. complex. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, more complex and takes a very special person to be able to be in a partnership as you grow a business. And actually not to plug Gino Wickman again, but I just, I just, that author that I read, but I just heard him on a podcast and he has a new book, which may be of interest to anyone listening who has not started a business yet. It's called the entrepreneurial leap. And he talks about how one of the things he mentioned in this podcast episode, he did on this book, which is about you know, should you be an entrepreneur? Basically, one of the things he says is that there are partnership people and non-partnership people, and you can't change that about who you are. Like either, either you can work well in a partnership or you can't, and that's okay. There's no like right or wrong answer. And I want to encourage anyone who's listening that if you like a partnership, that doesn't mean you're any less like good of a business owner than someone who doesn't. And if you don't, you're just as good of a business owner as people who right. can be in a partnership. It's just whether how you like working, right? So, right. but I think it makes sense with your Enneagram that you would enjoy that Absolutely. that collaboration with someone else. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what do you dream about for your business? This is the last okay. question we'll do. I love your face right now. <laughs> I'm like grinning ear to ear and I'm like, world um, peace, world peace to all children outdoors and world <laughs> peace. This is what I dream of now. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Go. Almost a little bit about what I was going to say. So (laughs) I love it. Like our family started camping like during this whole thing, and just the pandemic. You mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we bought a camp glamping. I should call it. We're not tag camping. We have a camper, but we've gone all over the place. And and you know, my kids and, and we've all seen it. Like we know, right? Like just getting them out there, like by a creek you know, and then all of a sudden their imaginations are going wild and they're busy for hours and they're not asking for screens. And, and that's kind of where I start. Like, I was like, how can I combine this? Because I, you know, I was in, I was in the hospital setting, I was in a school setting and, you know, just the nature of it is very adult directed. And I, I, I loved how in nature it's like, it's kind of like you can set up 
you know, just provide the environment and the kids are running with it. Right. And so, yeah. And I love that aspect when I started to, how can I combine this? And then I found people like you and, and Marika with yeah, Marika Austin, kind of like watch and just, I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are doing this. This is like an area that's coming up for OT and this is amazing. And, and just the, like, I've never described myself as like a huge, I'm not like a big kayaker or like anything. I do like hiking (laughs) and camping, but I'm not like super outdoorsy by any means, but just being out in nature is just so peaceful. Right. And like, yeah. So, so what I dream is to get like kids and families, first of all, like connected back to nature and just to Mm. appreciate the, like, and just make time for it to slow down and to be present and that type of deal. And, but then also like with our kids, like that need more support, right? Like social skills and, you know, sensory needs and, and that type of thing, just to, to get them out there and provide an environment where they can grow and they can be supported mm-hmm. and they can feel loved and connected and belonging and all of that stuff. And just, and, and I really, my kids go to like a charter Montessori school. So okay, I, I'm really big on like the, you know, the child leading and, and yeah. that intrinsic motivation versus, you know, things being like more adult directed. And right. I, I just want to preserve that. I want to see that. And so it's just, yeah, I, I'm just so excited because actually this summer is our first summer doing the social skills groups and we've been working on this for a couple months and, and we hope to then like pivot into, uh, you know, doing like after school groups mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And just, but it's like, we're just focusing on this one thing. Cause I'm like, let's just do this That's one good. thing. So That's I good. don't get overwhelmed because I can right. easily get overwhelmed. I'm so excited to just, to do teaching around that for, yeah. for kids and families and just, it's so beautiful to watch their imagination. It's like magic, you know, like yeah, when they're out there playing and it's just, they'll stay out there for hours, you know, it's just mm-hmm. so magical. So that's just what I adore. I love, and I'm so excited to, yeah. to start as scary as it's been. Cause we're kind of like registering people now and yeah, trying to get on social media and it's, it's terrifying for me, like, but we're, we're doing it. So yeah. Well, it's so great that you have, so I, I, I have more questions coming to mind. I, I'm like, I know I have to get off. I have my second COVID shot right after our interview here, guys. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I like actually have a deadline and I can't go yeah, longer, I but I was wondering if you know the Enneagram type of your partner, do you know what their no, Enneagram I, type is? No, I don't. Cause it, I, yeah. It might be good to ask them to do a, an Enneagram and then talk about like, read the, so on the Enneagram Institute website, you've probably read it because you said, you know, you know, you've typed your husband or whatever, yeah. but they have a, they have a whole section. They may even have one on like Enneagram at work, but they have a right. whole section on like Enneagram in partnerships or in, in marriages right. where you can read like this person working with this person right. may need to look out for these things. And it, it just helps you work better. I've done a little bit of it with my staff, my employees, and Mm -hmm. it does help me to remember before I talk to them, like how I need to, especially as an eight, I have to be very sensitive to like how I word things and stuff. So, so yeah, it's, it might be good for you guys to do it. Like just to kind of delve into it and see one last thing I'm going to ask before we wrap up. Okay. What do you, I've asked this on a few interviews and I wish I had asked it on more, but what do you want people to know about working with Enneagram nines? Like, Mm. what do you think we need to leave? Like after they've listened to this podcast, Mm -hmm. 
what do you want people who are not nines? Cause I think nines are probably feeling really encouraged by a lot of things you've said. And what do you want people who aren't nines to know about you or remember about you? Okay. You nines. I mean, not you yeah, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. So <laughs> I was saying earlier about like, you know, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. And that conflict. I want to, I want to say this in a, in a good way. Let me think for a second. We, yeah. And not like we have sensitive hearts. We mm. have really sensitive hearts and to put ourselves out there and like, even in conflict or this or that, just, we, we also, something that I think people should know is that we have opinions, yeah, thoughts and all that stuff that we're not, we don't always like jump out and say, well, I think this, or I think that. And like, uh, you know, just knowing that it's okay for us to take up the space, to have a seat at yeah. the table, that type of thing. And like that you want to know what we think. Yes. It's, we're not as, we're not as uh, likely to, to jump in, you know? And, and that's that, I think that's something that is probably pretty common among nines Yeah, that like, we have a lot of thoughts. We have a lot of opinions. We might not always say them right away because we, we don't want to like stir the pot too much and like yeah, yeah, make yeah. too much conflict or anything, but we do appreciate being heard. Yeah. Yeah. And to know that that's important to give Absolutely. space. Yeah. In my, Absolutely. in my group programs, when I'm leading online discussions, I often, you know, after the first few groups, you know, who the vocal people are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they're lovely people. I'm pretty right. vocal when I'm in a group, but I often give the reminder that, there are people who need more space and time so that I want us to be comfortable with silence. And sometimes I'll, I'll say a question or I'll pose a question to the group and say, okay, we're going to wait for one minute. And then I'll ask for people to weigh in to, to give you time to think it's just a strategy that I think helps people who need a little more space to, to think while other people might be jumping in right away, you know, cause their opinions are more like top of fresh and coming out of their mouth right away when they think them, (laughs) That's, that's very like, much how I am. I'm like, yeah. I need to formulate what I'm going to say. And then before, because before I say it, and it might take me a little more time. And if someone comes at me too strong, I'll shut down. I'll shut yeah. down. My husband yeah. and I have learned that like, cause, cause he thrives off of like the, d- the debate. I'll say, why are you yelling yeah. at me? He'll say, I'm just talking. I'm like, no, you, it feels like you're yelling at me. So yeah, so we've learned a lot about that, but yeah, I can feel like you're attacking me when that's not the intention. Right. At all right. And person. that's, that's so true about an eight, because one mm-hmm. of the things that they, one of the things I read in a book I read about the Enneagram is that the way an eight feels most loved is if you will talk to them about things that are conflict, like, yes. like, I get mad when my husband, we think he's a five. We've never been really able to peg him totally, but Uh we think he's a five. So he's kind of a thinker. Like he's withdrawn. That's another withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah. And he's super extroverted and friendly and stuff, but like he just, the way he processes and interacts. And so sometimes I'm like, will you answer me? Like, I just told you what I think, like say something, you know? And he's like, I'm, I'm just thinking like, you know, (laughs) and and I'm like, come on, let's fight, you know, like, well, and it's not even fighting. It's just that. talking, talking back and yes, forth. Exactly. But, yeah. that is, but that helps to understand that that's how you move through the world. And that's how yeah. you move through the world. And then you're like, oh, wait, everybody doesn't have the same motivation yes. that I have. Right. Yes. So like we all have the behaviors can look similar, but you know, so right. it's, it's so helpful in that way, I think. Right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Liz. Thank you so much for being here and taking time 
Totally. I want to tell everyone that everyone that's listening to remember what Liz said about how to interact with nines. That is very, very useful information for interacting and loving the nines that are in your life. Mm-hmm. So be gentle with them. They're sensitive Aww. hearts. I love that. Thank you so much for thing. having me here. Yeah. So I'm fun. so glad you could come. <laughs> so everyone take a small step because small steps make great gains over time until next time. You want to say it with me, Liz? What? Mind your OT business. (laughs) Bye, everyone.